0: Hello, my name is Madeline Rickett, and you're listening to the It Might Get Better podcast. Today's episode is all about therapy and medication, so grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Madeline Rickett. I am a 21-year-old college student with a major in communications and a double concentration in journalism and broadcasting. Y'all, I'm gonna level with you. I think this is the first time since starting the podcast that I've had a depressive episode. This week in general, like no matter how much sleep I get and no matter how much coffee I drink, I am exhausted. Just a lot of things have been happening and I feel like I can't even complain because one of my very good friends, this has been them for an entire semester and I've only been putting up with how I'm feeling for a week and I just feel like really selfish for even complaining even though like We all deserve to feel like shit sometimes. And you know, one person's pain doesn't discount your own, but like, I guess it just puts it into perspective how my own friends have been feeling. And obviously like I felt for them and I wanted them to rest and I felt bad and I did everything I could to make them feel better or lighten their load if I could. But you know, you don't really get it until you're there yourself again. Just yeah, today has been rough. I don't even know what I've done today. I know I've done things, but it's just been like a blur. I had a full venti cup of coffee and took a nap after. That's how tired I am. So yeah, my mental health isn't great, but I do try to be transparent on here and on my Instagram at it might get better pod because I'm not healed. I am not anything because like I can't just sit here and like give advice and not show the bad stuff too. I guess. So yeah, that's just why I try to be vulnerable and transparent on my podcast, because I'm currently very overworked and very tired. And I think this really kind of wraps into today's topic, which is about therapy and medication. So it's a bit loaded, and I know that this topic needs to be handled with care. I think my less energetic mood will maybe do this podcast episode good. But just to reiterate, I am not a mental health professional. Please do not take this as medical or like psychological advice because I am not at all qualified. I'm not a therapist and this podcast cannot be your therapy. I'm just speaking from my own personal experiences when I do this. So I have been in therapy for a lot of my life and on medication for different portions of it. My earliest memories of therapy was when I was like, a really young kid before the age of five. I really don't have that many memories from it, just like one and I even like confirmed it with my mom and I was like, that was therapy, right? And she was like, oh yeah, it definitely was. And then I think I was in therapy again as a third grader, again as a fifth grader and then to a different therapist from like sixth grade to seventh grade. That same therapist in ninth grade, I didn't like her anymore, so I left that therapist. Went to see a new therapist for about a year and a half, and she went on maternity leave, and so she referenced me to her colleague, and I've been seeing that particular therapist for probably about three years now. So lots of therapy, and then as far as medication, I think I was on ADHD meds from sometime in either early middle school or late elementary school until the very beginning of my senior year. And when I say very beginning, I mean like the first one or two weeks of senior year, simply because I, oh, it was making me shake. (laughs) It was making me shake. And I'd never done that before. And I would always take breaks for the summer. I would not be on it over the summer. I would just be on it during the days that I was in school, which maybe wasn't recommended. I don't even know, but it was a while ago, so I'm fine. But I would always, like, take a break and then get back on it for the school year and be perfectly fine. But for whatever reason, at the very beginning of my senior year, it would make me shake really badly. And I couldn't tell you why. So I stopped taking it. And I'm honestly wondering if I should go back on it. But I'm I'm doing all right without it. And then, as far as anxiety medication, I was not on any sort of medication for mental health specifically, until summer of 2019. So that's when I started that. And I've been on that since. And I think this facet of mental health uh, really scares people, which I understand. I guess for me personally, these things have not scared me quite as much simply because I've been doing it for so long. And I also think that part of that fear comes from not wanting the medication to change you or your personality. And it's really scary to think about, but I think it is a big misconception. If a medication is changing your personality, that's, I'm pretty sure, a problem, and you should talk to your psychiatrist about that. And I also think It's especially difficult for those of us who have spent the majority of our lives with mental illnesses, because we're not quite sure who we are without them. Before I was on anxiety medication, I had no idea who I was without anxiety. My anxiety really came to a head my freshman year of college. My friends were telling me about the things I used to do or not do because they would invite me places And I would say no to like 80% of plans that they tried to make with me unless they were made days in advance, which nowadays when I hang out with my friends, it's completely different. And a lot of other things, you know, just happened that made me realize that anxiety just completely ruled my life. And so when I got on anxiety medication, I was also really scared that it was going to change my personality. All that it did was make me Still me, but without anxiety as a constant companion. I now say yes to pretty much every plan that's thrown my way. It doesn't influence every single decision I make anymore. And it's just been like, especially when I first started it, it was incredibly freeing because it made everything easier to find joy in my life rather than being constantly ruled by my anxiety. Obviously, my medication is not a cure-all. My specific medication treats anxiety and depression. And look at me. I'm still depressed. (laughs) I still get days where depression is a big part of my day. I still get days where anxiety is a big part of my day, but it's just a lot less frequent than it used to be, which I guess in my opinion, I think that's the goal. It's not going to cure you, but it's supposed to make it easier to deal with. And I think that, especially therapy, like I think a lot of this episode is definitely gonna be therapy centric. I really think that therapy can benefit literally everyone. I think everyone should go to therapy, every single person. You do not need any reason to go to therapy. And to prove it, I will list some of the reasons that I did research on that aren't just mental illness because it can be for things like mental illness and addiction. It can be for relationships like with your family or romantic partner. But like, I don't see why you couldn't do group therapy with your friends. I watched a video of the Try Guys do it. And if they can do it, why can't everyone else? It can be in a way to get an opinion from someone who's not directly involved in your life. It can help you break negative cycles of thinking. It can help you figure out who you are. Just like general self-exploration. You learn so much about yourself in therapy that make you handle situations better and make you feel better. There's grief counseling or you can get help in like transitioning through a new stage in your life. Speaking of transition, there's also gender therapy for trans people or those questioning their gender identity or gender non-conforming people in general. And some people just go to like untangle how they feel from week to week. There's trauma therapy. There's just so many different types of therapy. And you definitely do not have to be mentally ill or experiencing anything negative in your life to go to therapy. Therapy is also just like a really great preventative tool because it gives you the resources and like a little toolkit for handling negative situations. So like, let's say you've been going to therapy for like, I don't know, two months prior. And so you and your therapist already have some rapport there and something happens in your life completely falls apart. You already have some stuff from your first sessions with your therapist as to like how to handle situations and you already have a therapist to talk these things out with. I recommend therapy for everyone. I think that if you're considering therapy for any reason and you have the resources to access it, I say do it. I've been seeing my particular therapist for quite some time. I have made so much progress with that particular therapist than I have with any other therapist. And I'm going to talk about finding therapists a bit later, so I will go into detail on that. I guess like the bulk of this episode is going to be misconceptions that have been submitted by my Instagram followers. If you want to partake in little polls that I do or asking like a question and you want your answer featured on the podcast, or if you just want to see what I do on my Instagram, I post things like affirmations and Quotes and little life updates, and how I'm currently handling my mental health. I try to post on my story every day, like a little mental health graphic that someone else made that inspires me for that day and that I think is a good message for people to hear, as well as pictures of my lovely face. So, if you're interested in that, please follow me at It Might Get Better Pod. We are 40 followers away from 100. This sounds like so gross and like promotional, but. I am really proud of my podcast and I'm really loving my Instagram space. So if you would like to join this little family, follow me there. So I'm going to be discussing some of these misconceptions because I asked my followers, I was like, hey, what do you think is the biggest misconceptions surrounding therapy and medication? So we're going to dismantle some of those. The first one that I got was that you are broken for needing them. And this one is an incredibly loaded one. So I want to make sure to handle this one with care. Medication and therapy do not mean that you are broken. In fact, nothing in this world can mean that you are broken because you are not a vase. You are not a toy that a child plays with. You can't be broken like that. Nothing in this world can mean that you are broken. Unless you physically break your leg, you're still not broken. Your leg is broken, though. (laughs) So you are... You are not broken for needing therapy or medication, and you're not broken for literally anything. So let's get that out of the way. (laughs) Because you are a human being, and mental illnesses and neurodivergencies cannot mean that you are broken. They cannot break you. You are whole now, and you will continue to be whole when you seek help. I understand that it's a scary thing to do, and I think we live in a society where it feels like failure if you have to rely on sources outside of yourself for mental well-being. It's really interesting that we have that standard because we don't apply that standard to anything else in our life. Like if you have stomach pains, you go to a doctor. If something is wrong with your car, you go to a mechanic. And if you're feeling persistent anxiety or persistent depression or other facets of mental health, you experience trauma, you see a therapist and possibly a psychiatrist. Empathy for yourself is really important and we are all deserving of seeking help and I just want to reiterate a hundred times over that you are not broken and nothing in this world can make you broken. That it cures you is another misconception and I think this is also a very good point because like I said, I go to therapy and I take medication for my anxiety and I am not at all cured. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Just because you go to therapy or receive medication does not mean you don't have that mental illness anymore. You just have tools that help you manage it better. Instead of trying to screw in a screw with a fork, you're now screwing it in with a screwdriver. You know, you still have to put the picture frame up. Does that make sense? (laughs) You're still using a tool to make sure that the picture frame goes up just a better one. You still have to put it up. I guess the picture frame in this metaphor is anxiety or like a mental illness. You have better tools, but it's still going to be there. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. I kind of came up with that one on the fly. I still get like anxiety attacks and there are still days when I can't get out of bed today. And when mental health isn't fun and makes you struggle, when I have these days, I have suggestions from my therapist and the help that medication gives me that help me better manage my symptoms. And that hopefully with time, bouts of anxiety and depression or whatever else, trauma symptoms, OCD, all sorts of other mental health things will not be as constant of a companion. And when they are very present in your life, you're able to deal with them better. So there's that one. Another one, is that talk therapy isn't for everyone or the only therapy out there. I think they also said that some people need a more hands-on approach. Now, I will say, I don't know much about this. This is definitely not my area of expertise. My only experience is with talk therapy. So I can't really speak that much on it, but it is true. This is like a semi-related point in that there are all sorts of different methods for therapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy, or I think it's like dialectical. Behavioral therapy, which I think that one is really good for treating BPD, exposure therapy, and art therapy, just to name a few. Just know that if you don't like talk therapy, there are different kinds of therapy out there, as well as different types of methods of talk therapy. But I would say my best advice for anyone who doesn't want to do talk therapy or isn't sure what kind of therapy works best do research on the type of therapy methods that are typically paired with whatever you are struggling with. So that way you can, like, you know, for anxiety, every time that I would look up, like, anxiety therapy, question mark, cognitive behavioral therapy was the leading one for that. And I know there are different types of therapy recommended for different mental struggles. And so depending on what type you're looking for, you can find which methods of therapy are recommended and you can do research into those and see which one you like. And then when you find that, research therapists who practice that type of therapy and have experience in helping people with your struggle. And that like happy medium will be a good therapist to try. And the last misconception I have, which is such a big one, is uh, you don't have to stick with the same therapist if they don't work for you. Well, I guess that's not a misconception. It's, I guess the misconception would be that you have to stick with your therapist if you don't like them, which is not true. And like my biggest takeaway from this is, you know, I've heard of a lot of people being like, well, I went to therapy once and I just really didn't like the therapist and they made me talk about things I wasn't ready to talk about yet and it just wasn't a good experience for me and I don't want to ever do it again. I would say... Give it another try. Because the thing is, therapists are people too. And the relationship that you have with your therapist is going to be different than like what you have with your doctor, you know? Obviously, you want to like your doctor. You want to feel comfortable around your doctor. But it's not as big of like a social relationship as it is with a therapist. Because with your doctor, you know, you have a little conversation. You want to feel like comfortable around them. Then they give you some medical advice based on what you tell them. And then they leave. It's a much shorter span of time that you're spending in a room with them, and most of the times they're the ones talking, but you have just a different type of relationship with a therapist, and if you don't vibe with a specific therapist, move on and find a different one that you do vibe with. I went to therapy for a really long time before I found a therapist that I really clicked with and felt like I could share everything with, so I I really hope that you don't get discouraged, I would recommend like setting up consultations with three different therapists and seeing which one you like best out of the three of them, and then maybe continue seeing that one for a couple sessions. Maybe you decide you don't like that one, then you start again and you get a couple more consultations. I feel like most of the time the consultation is free. Don't quote me on that though. Every therapist is going to be different, but from my experience, the consultation is usually free because they're like, what do you struggle with? What is this? What is that? Definitely give your therapist a couple tries though before deciding. Again, like it's they're people too and you will have a very different relationship with this person than you will with like an actual medical doctor. So you will have feelings about their personality and how they impact your ability to open up to them and how you feel about that, whether or not you vibe with that person impacts how much you'll get out of therapy. So I say, keep shopping around until you find a therapist that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel you can tell them things and that they won't judge you. I think it's just so important not to give up after your first bad therapy session. And also I'm gonna talk about one of my own misconceptions that wasn't submitted because I just thought of it. You're not gonna feel amazing after every therapy session and you will cry in therapy and you will sometimes feel just not good feelings at the end of therapy. (laughs) I think I remember one time, it was a good session, but just at the end, I just felt like yucky. (laughs) I just didn't feel good. And I was having a lot of negative feelings. And so I didn't want to go home. So I went to Barnes & Noble for a little bit and I made myself feel better. I bought a book. I got some coffee. And, you know, just it's emotionally, it's a lot. So take care of yourself after a therapy session because you're not always going to feel amazing. But that doesn't mean that the therapy isn't working. So I think... That's it for this episode. This was a loaded episode and there's a lot more that I could go into, but I hope this gave you a new perspective on therapy and medication. I'm absolutely not saying that you absolutely need to go to therapy or use medication, But the purpose of this episode was to dispel misconceptions that keep people away from therapy and medication, like if they've been wanting to try it, but they've just heard this or that about it, and obviously to talk about my own experiences with both of them. So I think I'm going to leave it here. Not going to lie, guys, I was feeling like real crappy at the beginning of this episode, but then I got more into it as I kept talking, and I feel better now, and I don't know. Just thank you for listening. I squeal every time someone new follows me I check my Spotify analytics all the time thank you for 16 followers on Spotify I've only been doing this for a month and it's already grown so much more than I could possibly think one of my listeners is from Mexico y'all like that's so cool I never thought I would be able to say that so take care of yourselves as always love and light always and it's time for the outro now so I will see you next week thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Ben Ranzinger for the intro and outro music. Please check out his work at Ben Ranzinger on Instagram. I would also like to thank Lauren Alice for the graphics and Jasmine Hodgson for the photos. You can find Jasmine's work at jasminehodgson.photography on Instagram. Thank you so much and see you next week.